It will rarely eat the dreams of adults, as the dreams of children are seemingly tastier. Seemingly true. Can we, can we not get one on record to confirm <laughs> one way or the other? I don't know. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Spark puts the rad in radar. That one didn't quite work out. The dreams of children are part of a balanced diet. Kyle and JT face off in a battle of wits. Oh, that's right. JT Valor is here. Kanye's new album didn't do it for me. Spooky time. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to GoCast episode 69. It's October 29th. Yet another beautiful Tuesday. I say that knowing it's going to snow here later tonight. Uh, <sighs> so uh, am I lying to you or am I lying to myself or or whatever? Anyway, I'm, I'm Chris, your host. I'm joined this week by Kyle. Hiya. And we're also joined by, and I teased this, I think, uh, a week and a half in a row and on other podcasts this week. But he's here, the myth, the man, the legend. I think I did those in the wrong order. JT Valor. Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Good to be back. Good, Good to, to have, have you. you. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for taking the time out of your evening. Uh, you said you just got back from from doing what again? Oh, yeah. I was walking for about nine hours. Honestly, like I was looking through our talk, like posts on Discord. I was like, oh, wait, that's right. I have, a, I have a podcast to be on in 30 minutes. So I had to rush home. Well, thank you for your uh, your added uh, cardio investment, I suppose, to be here on time. I appreciate that. Um, or an so Uber, be, but whatever. Uh, well, you, 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 just tell me that you ran here. Just say like, yeah, I took my shoes off and just dead sprint. Oh, yeah. I was running us. Slow motion, but time just passed so fast. Anyway, before we hop into the, our, our, the weeks, the goals and all of that stuff, let's get to know JT Valor a little bit better. Uh, you have been on the show before. We've had you on this program. And well, it's been a while. So uh, for those listening at home that may not remember maybe didn't listen to that interview which they should because it was great um who who are you what, what do you do uh, what's your relation to pokemon go hello everybody i'm jt valor the self-proclaimed shiny king and uh yeah that's basically all i do is shiny hunt and make youtube videos about it and i love every moment of it and uh yeah that's me Yes, not only do you shiny hunt and all that stuff, but you also uh, have made a a uh, name for yourself by making people very jealous of your shinies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. I asked JT before the show, I want to ask now so everybody else can hear, how many shinies have you gotten since this event started? I have gotten 15. 15? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 15. What? And the crazy thing is that I got, I think, five of them today. No, 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 just four today. Ooh what <laughs> was a good time that's insane all right yeah. well okay oh, this is gonna bleed really well over into our weeks and stuff like that but okay list and enumerate Wh- which shinies what 15 of them what you get what's the haul all right so we start off with a house shiny which was my first one ever super happy Ooh. about it was um Ooh. a shiny ghastly that was oh, super cool so jealous so jealous and then my definite favorite out of all of them has to be the shiny charmander with the uh, skull like, I'm so happy with that. Yo. But I'm going to be honest with you. That's the only one I've gotten out of 100 plus raids. It's been pretty oh rough. My. Oh, yeah, my. I've, I've been going pretty hard on it. But then I've gotten <laughs> four Sneasels. Yeah, four Sneasels. 
Uh, an Iggly Buff from a 2K egg. That was awesome. Yeah, four. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's impressive. That's that's Thank a lot you. of Chinese measles. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think the only other ones I got recently that I'm super happy about that aren't repeats are, well, one's a repeat, but I got another house shiny at 3 a.m. A uh, coughing. That was really fun. Like, you I, should be asleep, young man. I'm sorry. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and so you checked Pokemon Go because of course I was like, wait, I have three spawns here now. So we got to check this. And sure right. enough, whew, that was good. And then the uh, I got a shiny Sentret. Super happy about that. Nice. So times, out of times. all the things you've gotten this past week or so. Not all of them are really event shinies, just just a handful of them. Yeah, to be honest with you, I'd say over... If you don't count the Sneasels, because they have higher shiny rates, so I kind of don't really count them. Even though they're great shinies, I love them, but, like, all things considered, they're really easy to get. Most of them actually have not been spooky shinies. They've been random spawns, and again, the shiny Iggly buff from a 2k egg, that was very unexpected, so... That's yeah. awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, okay, so we covered a bunch of stuff in our initial interview about you, your play style, the content you make and stuff like that. But just a quick refreshers, just for context for the rest of the show, because you're going to be here fighting the good fight with us through a very light news week, but all of our Halloween themed goodness all the same. So why why shiny hunting, first and foremost? Honestly, so in the beginning, it started off with, and this is before I even did YouTube, it was they introduced shiny Magikarp with the first water event. And I was like, finally, a shiny. I want this. And then I didn't get it. <laughs> but I went really hard for it. And I was noticing like, because in the last interview, I think I told you guys that like, you know, I've lost a lot of weight because of this game. And I was kind of losing the thrill of like, I mean, you know, I get to walk for candy, I guess. But now it's like, oh, there's something that I want now. And I'm going to grind like crazy to get it. And after four and a half to five months, I finally got the shiny carp. And that was a shot of adrenaline like i cannot explain to you of how amazing that was and then i was like all right this is something i want to do and then i just kept doing it and eventually made the youtube for it which also helps promote me to keep doing it right sure yeah exactly yeah so, but, so yeah. since we've last spoken uh what sort of goals have you hit uh as far as your channel is concerned because i know you were talking about a bunch of like stuff that you, were, you were hoping for more growth and stuff like that it's been how long since we talked? I want to say six or seven months, something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. My main goals, I don't remember what I told you guys, but in my head, this is what I think I said. I uh, <laughs> I wanted to get, you know, just to have the channel grow slowly. I didn't expect to be too much bigger. I think I was at like a couple thousand. I'm now at almost 16,000, which is awesome. So I'm very wow. happy about that. Nice. nice. And to think that it all started with one video back in January. Like beforehand, I was at like 600 subscribers and now I'm at 16, almost 16,000. So like that's been a huge growth. So I'm really happy about that. Also, goal wise was to travel more. I wanted to actually go to these events and mm -hmm. I've been to quite a few of them now, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, and then, yeah, just continue hunting the shinies and being pretty consistent with that. And I've been pretty good with that. I did just find through my archive of, of previous notes for goals you wanted to get 30 shinies in Japan. That was your summer, one of your big summer goals. Oh, well, hold up a second, because I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, all these shinies that'll have the word Japan under them, so that'll be helpful. Ooh. Oh, oh, you label them by destination that you caught them and stuff? No, but I know where they are <laughs> in the oh, chunk. Fair like, I just yeah. go, this shiny says it's from. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I made it to 30. After the. Ooh. I'll. 
Actually, well, I, I think I hit 19 at the actual Go Fest, so wow. there's a chance. Wow. Oh, boy, Hold oh, up. boy. Let's just dig through here, because, I mean, here, you guys can see how far this is going to be going down here. Oh, no. I don't want to uh, see. <laughs> how many shinies do you okay. have total, Jade? What, what, what is that? Oh, all right. Hold up. I just got a gift. All right. Now I can see it. Um, oh, another gift. One second. <laughs> Popular. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. 793. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, so not including trades because I'm not gonna. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I had community day over there. I definitely beat that then. Yeah, yeah, you definitely did. Okay, so it starts off with a rotata. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. No, no, no. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. No, I have already passed that. And there's quite a few more. Let me ask you a you didn't have a shiny seal. Do you have a shiny seal now? No. No. Oh, I was hoping. I was hoping. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be hundred percent honest with you, man. Those things. They were at the Go Fest, and nobody I know got one. They were rare. That uh, that yellowing seal. That I need. Oh God, I did a couple quests of that today, hoping to get it, and I still haven't gotten it. Nay, nay. Oh well. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to open up old. It's moon, my. Man. It's my white whale or yellow seal. I don't know. <laughs> I'm behind this imagery. I really am. Okay, so now that we have uh, we've experienced some successful goal setting, let's let's visit the other side of that coin, which is of course misery and failure. Kyle, That's... you and I set some goals last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> Do you want to go first, or should I go first? I can't. I can't. You know, be the executioner for you if I go first, because then I'll be dead. You you can go first then. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, JT, you're gonna have to roast Kyle for me then. See you on the other side. <laughs> I got you. All right. So my goals this past week, I wanted to get two shinies. They wanted to be event shinies. I got zero, <laughs> <laughs> but I was around. I was around like four or five other people that got event shinies. So does that count? No, it doesn't count. No. Um, yeah, contact shiny. It's all good. <laughs> right. Exactly. Contact shiny. That that should that should actually mean something. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> if you're listening, you inanimate inanimate thing. I don't know. Uh, Two hundred thousand Stardust. I did do that. Chandelier. Look, I got my Unova Stone. <laughs> that that happened. It happened. Lucky I got you. one. But but the one Litwick that I got that was worth saving from the research task for the special research for a spooky message, it's 10, 15, 15, and I can't bring myself to use any resources on it. It's just sitting there I'm like, buddy, you could have uh-huh. been so much more if you tried just a little hard. Anyway, it's not his fault, but uh, I didn't I, I just hit the startup goal and, and that's it. So easy fruit. Kyle, your turn. OK. So your goals were any shiny, any shiny. No, nothing. I did not play as much as I wanted to, but Uh I was checking at every moment that I could. And I definitely checked a lot. Just wasn't just wasn't happening. Okay. I mean, I'll say it it gets rough. Like there's days when I just don't get them. It it sucks. But yeah, it's the, the probability game we all play, right? 200,000 Stardust, Kyle. Did you get your 200,000 Stardust? No. I did not. Is that a no? That's a no. That's a bummer. That sounds that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and your your overall summer goal of maxing ghosts. Have you made any progress? Given the fact that I didn't get any stardust, the actual powering up it's not been worked on. But 
I do have five luckies now that are moderate Ooh. level that I've, I've been trading with my girlfriend. Any of the extras that she catches during the week, man, the lucky rates are so bad. I mean, they really you. are. It's, it's true. So bad. It's true. So that's progress, but it's not a it's not progress. A large progress. It's still overwhelming failure. So, uh, yes. it, yeah, <laughs> shame. You and I, uh, yeah, shame. No, really, though. Yes, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little ashamed. Yes, but hey, we'll have to set some reasonable goals for ourselves this week. Maybe, maybe, maybe. we'll get there. But let's move on to uh, the news. So it's a rather light news week, uh, and half of it is some like narrative building stuff. So Professor Willow discovers early rocket radar prototype, uh, and it's got these some some sweet assets and stuff. It looks like a little radar. It's got like an R on it. Almost looks like a Dragon Ball radar from Dragon Ball Z, almost a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's attached to this whole, uh, you know, another one of those blog post things that that Willow's been doing where. He's like, oh, you know, I saw they dropped these things, mysterious components, and I hit it, didn't do anything, but you know, I made, I reverse engineered one or something, and now we're gonna go find all the Dragon Balls and get our wish. Um, I, I'm gonna be honest though, I read that, and he's just like, yeah, I touched it, and looks like nothing, the battery's out, nothing. and I'm just like, that's some stellar work you did there, buddy. But also, how do you uh-huh. know this is doing anything if the battery is out? <laughs> It's true. It's true. I mean, maybe they're just trying to get rid of some just junk that they had on them or something like that. Maybe it's broken. So uh, in addition to that, there were also two Team Rocket encounters that uh, our team leaders had. Uh, One was, well, the first one, Willow and Blanche encounter Cliff. They kind of make Cliff out to be like a a gentle giant, yet very stern. So he's not quite the Kronk I wanted him to be. No, no good at all, unfortunately. but That's you gotta okay. admit, he probably has a bit of a sense of humor. You see his beard, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there's gotta be something yeah. there. Yeah, oh, there was some the conversation that happened with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Blanche like freezes up, and and Cliff is like, "We're not gonna battle because you're like whatever, just not here, I guess." And Willow's like, "Okay, cool, time to leave." And so he grabs Blanche, and they leave. And then Blanche like opens up at the back of the lab or something and they talk about cliff or whatever so then there's another post where spark runs into sierra now there's a lot of really weird illusions in the in this this uh this post uh like spark not having pokeballs or something like that um it's pretty so, harsh so spark picks up the rocket radar prototype because he's like look no think of the eggs who's gonna <laughs> save the eggs so he runs out and then there's like a, he uses this stuff he doesn't know how it works and the next sentence like and then after he saved three eggs and like hold on a second how did he do that can i also save eggs is that what <laughs> we're doing when we get them from stops i don't know what's going on here are we just ripping them from nests like from their parents i have no idea but so he runs into sierra and sierra freaks him out or something like that because she's like pretty crazy and she's like man they put out this artwork of her like sitting in a chair like a bunch of like gas and stuff it's like purple all around she is a queen she absolutely is like (laughs) queen rocket like she's they did a good job and uh so yeah she apparently just also freaks out spark so i'm assuming we're probably going to see that candela and uh arlo one here soon if not probably tomorrow uh, which I'm excited about. What do you guys think about this whole narrative building? Do you like the direction it's going? What What's on your mind? Kyle, go for it. I mean, it's cool. It's it's great to see like world being built around Go as if its own like 
series itself. So, you know, just like we have Gen 8 coming out in just a couple weeks. And why doesn't Spark have any Pokeballs or Pokemon? <laughs> in what? I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not even one? Maybe they were gonna, like, you don't even they, keep just, like, your favorite Pokemon with you like just his because. Like on or whatever? Yeah, yeah. like, mm-hmm. just because. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's just, that's it's how just, Spark is. It's a, we we poke fun at at instinct all the time. It doesn't really bother me. I'm instinct. I'm proud. I you know, I I love Team Instinct. But like, it'd be nice if Niantic leaned harder into something other than Spark being incompetent. If they'd leaned harder into him being goofy. No, he's just foolhardy. You know. But I mean, but like he's a leader, so he he clearly got to his position somehow. It happened. And they could have done something like, oh, man, I just have so many eggs in my hand, I can't yeah. actually do anything right now. Instead of, like, or, I, I agree, though, it's like, this guy, you know, probably should be have something on him. Like, maybe like, just a Zapdos or something. Just, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. it could have been like, Ciara looks down and sees Spark doesn't have any Pokeballs and laughs. Instead, it could be looks down and sees he has one because his inventory is full of eggs, like in the main series game. And, you know, she has a full right. team of three or six or however you want to play it. So she's like, I'm not going to waste my time. That would be character building. Instead, this just kind of makes me like Niantic is reinforcing the kind of bullying that instinct players deal with. Okay. Okay. So that's all. Let's not get over dramatic. You deserve it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Maybe we Uh, wouldn't have to say these things if you'd stop eating the glue, but no. (laughs) What about the rest of it, JT? How do you feel about uh, maybe the the Willow and the Blanche uh, encounter with Cliff? I mean, honestly, I think all of this is kind of fun in general. I, I agree again with the whole you know instinct thing that Kyle was saying. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like I love what they're doing, but it's just like these big baddies are coming out and they're like, I'm not gonna waste my time with you. I was like, you mean the people that are probably posing the most threat to you right now, and you're not gonna yeah. try to. <laughs> cut that right there you know i get it because of story building and we are supposed to be the heroes that you know defeat team rocket and all that but i'm just saying like in reality you just saw that the team leader and the professor are poking around and nah get out of here scram like no you you, rascal you take them and you lock (laughs) them up yeah i'll take you back to headquarters it's a very team rocket response nah get out of here i'll deal with you later There's nothing behind this poster. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I think I think everybody kind of echoes the the opinion shared here, especially the Spark one, but largely also that this is really fun. It's really exciting character building, and uh, add, it's adding the level of dimension to the team leaders that we needed, and then them having to deal with a threat instead of always just like having winning smiles and being like, "Well, your Pokemon is really big." You know, like it, it has they have more of a function now with with how the game is. And having a counterpart is a very fun dynamic, because, again, like you said, like they beforehand, they didn't have much of a role besides being goofy or fun here and there. Like during right. GoFest, they're like, good job, guys. You did it. You achieved the goals. Uh, so, yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, and we'll, of course, cover it as it as it develops. But I'm, I'm betting you I'm betting you the show's coming out tomorrow on Wednesday. And I. Bet you that the Candela one's going to come out right then. Uh, I want, I want Candela to like be super headstrong, be super aggressive, and then 
Arlo is is going to be like the really wily and unnerving one, and Candela is not going to know how to respond to it in some yeah. way. That feels yeah. like that. I kind of want them to, to actually the have a battle, and it just like doesn't go well or something. Right, and I'd be totally fine with that, even though Team Valor, yeah. and I would feel bad. But yeah, you know. I feel you. But it puts stakes, though. You know, the most right. the most aggressive. They can afford stakes, Team Rocket. I'm sure Giovanni can. Look yeah. at all the Pokestops they're hogging. They gotta they gotta get the money from somewhere. That's true. I also like how they refer to it as resources, as it's like I don't know, like a gasoline or something, <laughs> oil or whatever. Okay, so speaking of resources, you can have the option to expend some of your own real world resources because the colossal discovery tickets are live, and you can buy them with money. Yep. So those are live. We talked about this a bunch. Uh, JT, what what, what we have you and you are a unique perspective on this. We have not heard yet. How do you feel about the whole ticketed event? Good, bad. Should we be scared of it? Should we be praising it? Where's your head at? Uh, So I'm in the give it a chance. This is the first time. I mean, you guys, as you've mentioned multiple times, have gotten the Saturday treatment from the whole GoFest thing. So If it's like that, and I had friends that had a similar situation where they had the Saturday tickets and they got to play here in Orlando, and it was interesting to see because, like, I kind of, like, looked at their stuff because they'd send me screenshots while they were playing, and, like, I'm like, all right, cool, you know, like, there's an Absol there, there's these Flower Crown Pokemon, this is cool. Now, this is a opportunity for this to happen with this Colossal event, of course, I don't know what's going to be in it, but... You know, besides Regigigas, obviously, yeah. but I'm hoping it's like that, you know, because I would like the people that never had the opportunity to go to any of these events to see what it's like. You know, like GoFest is amazing. You know, the Safari Zones are amazing. Now you have an opportunity to kind of get that taste where you are. And then hopefully that might inspire some people that weren't too sure about GoFest or something like that to go to a GoFest or something. Or this is going to be terrible and they're going to botch it and <laughs> this is never going to happen again. Which hopefully doesn't happen, but yeah, I think regardless of how you feel about the event, I think people are rooting for a successful event one way or the other, right? Uh, because there is, I mean, there's always a silver lining to to glean. And this is a fun way to introduce Pokemon like Regigigas. I was really in the mindset of how are they going to do this? You know, like we have so many mythicals, and now we're in Gen Five. You know, like we're really jumping in, and where you have so many left that we have yet to get, so. This is a fun way to introduce them a little faster. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I want it to work. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think I think we agree. I think we agree. Kyle, are you still you still looking forward to Saturday or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's going to be a high of 38 here in Chicago. So I'm not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I, I'm still going to find it in your place. <laughs> we are going to suffer through it because we're Chicagoans and that's what we do. We suffer through things. I <laughs> complain and complain and complain about the weather and then none of yep. us move. We have a lot in common with Boston. <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to be a really, really cool 80 here. It's going to be a terrible. Balmy oh. 80 degrees. Two hundred percent humidity. You can swim through the air. <laughs> you can drown by walking around outside and breathing too heavily. Yeah. Yeah, and the alligators. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't even, yeah, man. If the if the humidity doesn't get you, the giant water lizards will. So uh, speaking of running from said water lizards and getting lots of kilometers because well JT does that, uh, there's a new level of reward added to Adventure Sync. Level four, it's at a hundred kilometers. You get a flat plus ten thousand stardust when you exceed a hundred kilometers walked in a week. Now, we'll talk about this a little bit later, in particular for the Pokepole, but let's do hot takes real quick. JT, what do you think? 
I think it's cool that we got more dust, but honestly, 100 kilometers is a lot. Maybe throw in something else, like, like make it really worth it. Like, PvPers will love this, you know, dust, but maybe a raid pass. It doesn't even have to be a lot, just one. Or maybe an incubator, just like, you really pushed yourself to get to go there. It's not easy to hit 100 kilometers, so, I don't know, maybe a little bit extra, but maybe I'm sounding too greedy, who knows? Mm. Well, we'll open this conversation back up and we can address that for sure. Kyle, quick hot take. Extra Stardust is extra, but it's not enough for how long a distance 100 kilometers actually is. To put in perspective, you need to average nine miles walked a day to reach that. That's that's pretty intense for a lot of people. Yeah, sure is. Sure is. Uh, Well, we'll see if we can't solve that problem later on the show for Pokepole. Um, But let's move on from the news. Like I said before, light news section this week. But we got lots of fun stuff lined up for the rest of the show. So we're going to do something here a little different. I I have an admission to make. Kyle, I might have told JT Valor exactly what we were doing, and then I might have given you a uh, a very vague version of what we were going to do to give him okay. an opportunity to prepare. Uh, okay. Because so, <laughs> you've done one of these before. Yes. It's a trivia head-to-head. Um, this was something that we had kind of developed for our patron-exclusive podcast that we did for three or four weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks? Something like that? Anyway, yeah. I love the format so much, I decided... What better opportunity to roll it back out into the public eye, if not on this show, and we have a knowledgeable guest with us as well. So here's how this is going to work. It's it's a it's a competition. It's a trivia game. So, for example, the answer to the question that that we're going to ask you give me the answer. It's a particular Pokemon. You can get three points, two points, or one point for the question. There are, and each one of those point totals is associated with a a sentence, some sort of descriptor. I'll tell you the three point first. It's going to be very difficult to figure out what that Pokemon is. Two is easier, and one basically tells you what the Pokemon is. Here's the catch, though. You guys go one at a time. I have. 10 questions and an 11th, which is a bonus or a tiebreaker if necessary. You guys go one at a time. So, for example, Kyle would go first, let's say. And in the example, uh, three points, the yellow version Pokedex entry reads, tough fights could excite this Pokemon. When excited, it may blow out bluish white flames. The answer is Charmeleon. But if Kyle thinks he knows it and he guesses incorrectly, it then goes to JT, who can make a guess for that three points, or he can say, hit me with that two point and make it easier for himself. He gains control of that question. So you can high risk, high reward for three points if you think you got it. But you can always just hold out for lower points and choose to go down if you're not quite sure. And if you don't want to give your opponents an opportunity. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Let me just say for for anybody who who hasn't seen the patron exclusive episodes or anything like that, who didn't. Notice the question that Chris just asked. Chris's questions are mean. Yes. They are like, <laughs> you think yeah. you know Pokemon. And then he asks it. And you're like, in what universe is that about that Pokemon? <laughs> just want to give everyone just the level footing and the preparation oh, for boy. the questions. Okay. So I'm adding your guys' names, Kyle and JT. Okay. Which one of the two of you wants to go first? Kyle, what is that a good example for our guest? Okay, that's sure. I'll go first. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> the three-point question for number one. Number one. 
This Generation 3 Pokemon has a parallel that also evolves at level 37 and shares the same base stat total. Now, also, I have to tell you that these questions, the answers, the Pokemon that I chose for each of these questions, they are dark or ghost type Pokemon, generations one through five. Oh, no, dark type. I'm so, oh, no. <laughs> or ghost or ghost. I know that. But like, what kind of hint is that? A really tough one. I want to know which one of you people out there, anyone listening or otherwise, <laughs> knows Pokemon based on their base stats. I need I to know. I said Generation this. 3, I gave you a lot of things. <laughs> it evolves at level 37, is from Generation 3, and it has a parallel. It has a and parallel. And it's Ghost or Dark. Yeah, it has a parallel that well, also evolves at level types. 37. I don't remember the Dark types from Gen 3 off the top okay. of my head. Okay. I, I'll have to, so I'm going to ask for the two point question because. Okay. That's not enough for me. <laughs> All right. For two points, this Pokemon has a horn on the top of its head that collects negative emotion from people, which it then feeds upon. I know this one now. Do you? I didn't. I, I do. What's your answer? Shop it. It is shop it. Yes. Yes. Two points to Mr. Kyle. Good for All right. you. All right. And for one point, it was going to be this Pokemon's name most likely comes from a combination of shadow and puppet. Which would have told you that that Pokemon was shuffled. <laughs> what? Duskull! Uh, uh, Duskull! <laughs> okay, question two for three points. This goes to JT. This Pokemon and its evolution have a unique type combination, and it also has the highest speed of all unevolved Pokemon. All unevolved Pokemon? Mm hmm. Uh, can you repeat that one more time? This Pokemon and its evolution have a unique type combination, and it also has the highest speed of all unevolved Pokemon. I feel like I know, but, you know, I, I'm just going to go with the two-point question. All right, for two points, this Pokemon is notoriously vicious, stealing eggs from unattended Pidgey nests for food and attacking using its claws. Oh, um, I'm going to go with... I'm probably going to be wrong on this one. That's all right. This is... Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, uh... Sneasel? Sneasel is correct. Ding, wow. ding, ding. Yeah. Oh, nice. I definitely knew that, but not not until you said it. Uh-huh. Honestly, uh, I was going with a bird in my mind. I was I like, was, oh, maybe it's another bird. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, like a Murkrow or something. And then you said Sneasel. Yeah. I'm like, right, Sneasel goes for the eggs. I forgot. Sne Sneasel's a Pokemon. That's right. Uh, for one point, <laughs> this dark ice type Pokemon has an ear feather that is shorter on the female of the species. All right. Question number three. Mr. Kyle, for three points. This Pokemon hunts in packs and has a stomach full of toxins that can be used to create fire-based attacks. Oh my gosh. Yeah? Yeah? I didn't know this one either until I was looking up some stuff about it. That sound, that's such like a characteristic and it doesn't scream any Pokemon to me off the top of my head. Once, once you find out, you're going to be like, oh, come on. Oh, I guarantee no. it. I guarantee it. Oh, no. Okay, then what's, what's the two-point question? All right, I, I, have, I have a feeling that this two-point is, it looks a lot like a one-pointer to me, but this evolved Pokemon may have been based on Cerberus and resembles a Doberman. Now, remember, really? you have to guess okay, the right no, evolution, No, no, too. I got it. My brain, like, went to a different dark type. Is, it's, Sneasel. It, it, <laughs> is it Houndoom? It is Houndoom. Ding, ding, ding. Two more points to Mr. Kyle. My first guess was my, my brain immediately went to Mightyena, and I'm like, no, what? Why? Mm -hmm, no fire-based attacks on that one. I know. Uh -huh. That's okay. That's yeah. an interesting... I mean, that totally makes sense now in hindsight, but like, yes. 
Yeah. Certainly would never have described it like that. Dang. For one point, this stark fire-type Pokemon has many features resembling the devil or death, including sharp curved horns protruding from its head, bone-like ridges along its back, and a skull-shaped pendant on its neck. If you hadn't gotten that from the one point, I don't. I could have just drawn you a photo. <laughs> Should have thought about everybody knows Togepi. Dang. No. <laughs> Question number four. This goes to JT. For three points, this final evolution Pokemon shares its category name with Donphan. Category is like, you know, uh, Butterfree, the butterfly Pokemon or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So this one shares whatever the the blank Pokemon, whatever that blank is, it shares that same blank name with Don Fan. Oh, what's what's the two point? Question? Okay, all right, <laughs> like, no, two points. Two points. When enraged, this Pokemon sets off outstanding earthquakes, capable of changing the entire landscape. Tyranitar. Tyranitar is correct for two points. I was gonna say that, but I was just like, I just yes. don't know. And then you start talking about, like, I know the Pokedex, like, oh, it destroys mountains when it's angry. I was like, that, I know and this that's, one. That's <laughs> the boy Tyranitar. Yes, uh, for those wondering at home, the category name that it shares with Donphan is Armor, the Armor Pokemon. And for huh. one point, this Pokemon's name is likely based off Tyrannosaurus and the derivative root Tyrant. All right, for question and then, number and then five. And there's the Pokemon Tyrant. Don't get confused. But that one's not <laughs> darker. I know. Ghost but... one to five, so. All right. And then if we're going with the ties, let's go with Tyrogue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, five, question five. Three points, Mr. Kyle. This Pokemon will often act cute in order to get its victim to let its guard down so it can steal from them. It is often forgiven even after it is caught due to its charm. Now I have to warn you guys, these the, the back half of these questions are built to deceive and trick. Okay, good, because I'm gonna say right now, like that I feel like that could describe maybe a fifth of the entire Pokedex the way they're uh, written. Yeah, yeah, it could. So I'm gonna JT thinks he knows it. I, I think so. I need, the, I need the I need I need the number two the two point question then, because okay. I have no clue. Two points. This Pokemon is a quadruped, but it can also stand on its hind legs and walk as well. But like... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, lots of Pokemon can do that. Yes, that's true. (laughs) But here's the thing. It was the defining feature of this Pokemon in the Pokedex. What? See, now, I have no idea, and JT knows... Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the one point question, but it feels oh, like I'm cheating because okay. I don't have, right. I don't even have a guess. I don't have a He's guess. He's just trying to sabotage JT. He knows you're going to get ahead, but you know, but by one point, that's actually, yeah, that's good strategy. All right. For one point, this Pokemon's appearance, demeanor and behavior seem to be inspired by a female thief, also known as a cat burglar. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I don't. I'm really happy. I knew this one. <laughs> Is it? Is it Purloin? It is Purloin. It is Purloin. Okay. One point for Kyle. So the only reason why I was definitely sure it was Purloin was when he said, oh, it stands up on two legs. I'm like, that sounds like that cat that I ran into in the very beginning of this when Mm -hmm. they got released. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I I have no shame in not knowing that one because that's (laughs) such a forgettable Pokemon for me. I thought maybe you would go Alolan Meowth or something like that. I just, I just didn't have any, it just didn't, nothing, nothing rang. 
for me. Okay, well, you, you brought it home, Kyle. Good job. All right, question six, JT. For three points, this Pokemon is known to command its unevolved form to gather food and deliver it to its nest where it prefers to stay and eat. That sounds like a dark type. Ain't no ghost type I know. <laughs> More like dork <Yeah>. type. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. Um, I'll go with a second question. Okay. Or two-pointer. For two points, this Pokemon shares a category name with Sandshrew and Sandslash. Also other Pokemon, but if I listed them, they would have been did giveaways. Is it the evolutions? <laughs> oh, oh okay. um... I'm probably going to get this wrong, but why not? We'll go for it. Uh, Alolan Raticate? Alolan Raticate is correct. Good oh, hey. job. Good <laughs> oh, job. Wow. Uh, for no, one point, this Alolan variant can be obtained by evolving its pre-evolution at night after achieving level 20. And that should have been a silver platter sort of situation. Okay. Question seven. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Oh, Kyle, okay. for three points, <laughs> three points. Despite its large size, this Pokemon is capable of flying by retracting its limbs into its body and taking off like a rocket. Zoom. I know this one. Do you really? Oh, no. I read this. I read this Pokedex entry like just the other day. Okay. It's uh, it's Golurk. It is Golurk for three points. Oh, boy. <laughs> nice. uh, uh, I read that awesome. and I'm like, wait, what? And then it showed a picture of it in the anime, and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's pretty sure. cool, yeah. Uh, I guess this is a thing. For two points, there is a crack across the Pokemon's chest, which is patched diagonally. For one point, resembling a suit of armor, this Pokemon was created by an ancient civilization to protect people and Pokemon. Good job, Kyle. Question number eight, JT. This goes to you. For three points, in the beta versions of the Game Boy games in which this Pokemon debuted, it was known as Phantom. You know what? I feel like I know this one, but I'm going to go with the two-pointer question. Okay. Just, to be safe. just, just to solidify <laughs> your position. All right. Pretty For two points, but... this Pokemon has the ability to hide perfectly in the shadow of any object, granting it exceptional stealth. <laughs> Kyle, if you don't know this uh, one, I, no. you would you should be embarrassed. Hmm. <laughs> uh... I feel bad, but I feel like I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, the one-pointer? One point. All right, one point. Yeah. This final evolution Pokemon, so it's final evolution, has red eyes, a wide mouth oh. that is usually curled into a okay. sinister grin and pointed ears. <sighs> Gengar. Gengar. It's Gengar. Gengar. I knew it. Gengar. But like, for, first off, there's only three ghost types in general. Uh-huh. So to be so, fair... And he said Game Boy. I was thinking, well, maybe it could be Mistrevis too, because that was uh, Gold and Silver. Could have been. So could've he been. didn't say Gen One. He just said Game Boy. But then, so I knew, I, was it, kinda... I knew it for sure at the the second one because that shadow. Oh, I yeah. always love the shadow thing for Gengar. It's so cool. There's yeah. actually a lot scarier things you could talk about Gengar, but I decided to uh, leave them out because those were just cool, cool little tidbits of information. You know what else is an interesting tidbit of information? It's question number nine, and it's Kyle's turn. Okay. Uh, for three points, this Pokemon represents October in a particular region's horoscope. Now, if you're just learning that the Pokemon regions had horoscopes, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay, so I just a couple Pokemon like going going up, but I have no idea. Give me the, the give me the second one. It's got to be oh, more okay. detail. Two points. This Pokemon has been known to work with its unevolved form to lead people to the ghost world. I know this. Hang on. No. Do you? Do yeah, you? I do. I do. do but though? now that. 
I'm gonna need like I'm gonna need like a second. Take your time. I'll just edit out the dead space. <laughs> Kyle, please just hurry up and answer the question. It's oh not hard. I can't. Make the wrong choice. My- Give it to JT. I can't. I like this guy. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what Pokemon. It's on the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna be so upset when I when I. Uh... You want the one pointer, or you want to take a swing? No, because I know I'm wrong. All the guesses in my head, I know are wrong because I okay. can't remember the right answer. Okay. So give me the give me the one point, and I'm oh, upset about boy. it. And everyone knows. Okay. Here you go. Let me just spoon feed this to you real quick. This metal evolution resembles a lampshade. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. But like, you got you got to say it. You got to say it. Is lampent? It is lampent. Good job. Yeah. I did. I did know that. I just didn't take the risk in the second one. That's fair enough. It was yeah. Okay, question 10, the last question out of the main drag of questions. It goes to JT. For three points, this Pokemon and its pre-evolution is exclusive to Ruby version. Now, let me let you guys know where we are point-wise. Kyle's at nine, and JT is sitting at seven. Ooh. So <laughs> That's not good for you me. you got to get three you points or two points on this it. to tie it up. All right, repeat the question, please. For three points, this Pokemon and its pre-evolution is exclusive to Ruby version. Oh boy, I'm probably... You know what? Why not? Go big or go home. Duskull and Dusclops? The the answer is Dusclops, yes. And it, since the question said it's pre-evolution, I'm going to give that to you absolutely because that's what you meant. All right. That, uh... That, that, wow, that means that. GT pulled it I up. cannot believe I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you had it in the bag after that Golurk three-pointer, didn't you, Kyle? Yeah. <sighs> so for two points, this Pokemon's body is hollow and can absorb just about anything, much like a black hole. And for one point, this, yeah, this Pokemon. Yes. Uh, for one point, this Pokemon sports a single red eye and has light gray hands that appear to be directly attached to its body. Okay. So this is this is the tiebreaker bonus question. Here's here's how it's gonna go. If if JT cannot get it in three, it, it, from the three point, it goes to Kyle, and then Kyle gets an opportunity to take it from there. Uh, JT does not have the question. Yes. Before you go. Yes. I thought if I got the three pointer, I won. You did win. Yeah. You did win. This is just just playing. Oh, yeah. I don't care. This is fun. Uh, Yeah. You were like the tiebreaker. I was like, wait, did I do my math? Yeah. Hang on. Let let the record show JT won, but I wrote this question. It's all good. We're definitely going to do it. This is fun. All right. So uh, I love it. Let's go. Let's go. The tiebreaker (laughs) for three points. JT gets a first crack at it. He cannot go down to two or one points. Let's see if he can do it, and then he can pass it off to Kyle, and Kyle can do the full gamut of point questions if he wants to. All right, so for three points, JT, you first. This Pokemon has a feature reminiscent of a hairstyle associated with Japanese delinquents. Associated with a hairstyle? Japanese delinquents. I know the hairstyle. Do just, you? I'm going to be honest sure with do. you. It's one Pokemon, right? Yes, one Pokemon. Like, I don't know oh, the Pokemon. Boy. Um... Okay, so I feel like I know this. Okay. I'm probably wrong, but why not, since I can't go down. Um, is it Scrafty, the lizard that has the most? No, no, it's not Scrafty. That, that's gen- is that Generation 5? Yeah, that's yeah, Gen 5. Oh, we'll be seeing that soon. Yeah, 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 it, it is. Is it, and it's a dark type. It's dark so. fighting, right? Isn't it? Something like that? 
Right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. It is not Scrafty, although that is a good guess. All right, Kyle, do you know what it is from three points? I don't know what Pokemon it is, but I'm pretty sure it's like it's like the emo hair swoosh. Mm-hmm. But I don't Pompadour. know what Pokemon I don't remember what Pokemon has it. Okay, for two is points, it? I'm just gonna. Uh, what are you gonna no, take a guess? I don't Go have a it. guess because I'm just I'm drawing a blank on the Pokemon. Okay, all right. See, for, JT for, didn't know JT didn't know the hairstyle, but now he knows the Pokemon now that I said it. Does he? Oh, okay. All right. At least I think I know. All right, for two points, unlike its pre-evolution and the animal this Pokemon is based on, it uses the tip of its tail as a means of administering its attack. What? <laughs> yeah. Never mind. That's not what I was thinking. I don't. <laughs> Oh my God! No, I have absolutely. Re- someone to repeat that? I mean, you can go ahead, but it's not gonna help me. Okay. Unlike its pre-evolution and the animal this Pokemon is based on, it uses the tip of its tail as a means of administering its attack. No, I'm drawing a blank here too. So this has not helped me even a little bit. For one point, for one point, <laughs> this Pokemon is based on a hog-nosed skunk. And shares some traits of the honey badger. Okay, but now hang on. Okay, <laughs> which all right. one is oh, it? Okay. Is it the free evolution oh. or the evolution? I, I well, uh, unlike I its pre-evolution the... and the animal this Pokemon is based on. Oh, so it's it's a it's a skun tank. It is skun tank. Yes, yes. Ding okay, ding ding. No. Yes, nobody wins except for tail JT. To attack. Uh, well, it that, uses. So honestly, when you mentioned that, I suddenly remember that it like flowers open weirdly yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, oh, and the, it it, the sound. Yeah, it just oh. or whatever. It makes that word like furt sounds like or whatever. I don't know. Like the the animal cry is definitely a, a very quiet fart, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, it's hundred yeah, <laughs> yes, percent. It really is. And that's why we love Pokemon as much as we do. Well, hey JT, welcome welcome to the winner's circle and the Hall of Fame. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank I you. don't have anything to give you, but thank you for the, thanks for the laughs. Aww. Appreciate that. Well, tell you what, the next Mareep up, whenever that is, you do something there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'll, uh, He'll I'll buy, buy you a, a shot of Malort. I'll do that. I'll yes. Buy you I hear that shots. sounds delicious. It is <laughs> the greatest. It'll be awesome. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining us for that, for that trivia. That was so fun. Um, sorry to subject great. you guys to that. And I can't wait to edit out a lot of dead air. It'll be fun. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, going to do another edition, finally, of What's the Big Deal? Been sitting on this one since we had Ken on, I believe. And then we lost the recording, and then it just hasn't come up again. So this week, we're going to be talking about Metagross. What's the big deal with Metagross? Well, first off, his base stats are really good. 257 attack, 228 defense, and then 190 stamina. The stamina is above average, but the attack and defense, really good. But everybody already knows what makes Metagross so good, and that's his legacy move, Meteor Mash. It's very relevant because we have the December Community Day coming up, and we're hoping to get the legacy moves back. So this should be helpful for people who haven't gotten their Meteor Mash Metagross. But the move sets, Bullet Punch, Meteor Mash, it makes him the third best generalist in the game behind Rayquaza and all types of Psychic Mewtwo. So that alone makes him very valuable. And it also makes him far and away the best Steel-type attacker. The next closest is Dialga, and that's a legendary. And who really did, like, a million Dialga raids, let's be honest. Mm, I have one. I've got one. I, I think I have one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where Metagross really shines. But... Psychic got buffed about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that now, 
So Zen Headbutt and Psychic, it's actually really good. It makes him the third best Psychic type attacker. He might be fourth. It's it's really close. So if for whatever reason you want to make a Metagross and you don't want to wait for the community day, he's really good as a Psychic type. And that's that's great because Psychic was awful before and he wasn't even worth mentioning in the same category. For those of you who don't have Metagross, because Metagross is about to be very relevant for one weekend, what can you use instead? Against Ice types, this is, this is all assuming you're using him for the Steel typing, of course. Against Ice types, hello, Reggie Ice, Reg Ice coming up in the weekend. Your hello. best choice is just going to be Machamp, is... Plain and simple. You've got, I hope you have your six by now. If you don't, if you've really been waiting out for Conkelder, I'm sorry. But power up some to level like 20. It'll it'll work. Another legacy option, Tyranitar with Smackdown. Smackdown Stone Edge, always good. And then Rampardos and Rhyperior for the other rock type options. Now, against rock, Reggie Rock coming out. Kyogre, best option. But again, Machamp, just... Just use a six, team of six Machamps. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to make a pre-team of six. Going to swipe over to it and just use it. Unless you're trying to short mad the raids, in which case, don't do not do that. <laughs> That's some solid advice. <laughs> <laughs> some budget options. Frenzy Plant, Venusaur, or Torterra are always good. You really mean just Venusaur, right? <laughs> well, I mean, look, if you don't have Venusaur. Venusaur was a long time ago, and Torterra was just, you know... Two the other ago. day, the other so, day. <laughs> and then, of course, Roserade. Roserade's great. Roserade's always a good option. Against Fairy type, if you really are fighting Fairy, like, you know, if you have to do a Grand Bull raid for any reason, Ugh. Dialga is the best option, as I mentioned, but who really does that? Roserade, if you have it as double poison. Excadrill, if you have it built steel instead of ground. But really... When it comes to fairies, there's not that many important raids that you're going to be doing. So any really good neutral damage is going to take care of it. So I'm definitely going to get my hands on a few more Meteor Mash Metagross because I only evolved three during last year's Community Day and I traded two of them away to people. So I only have one right now. How do you guys feel about Meteor Mash Metagross? JT, how do you feel? Um, I think it's really cool. I don't really ever use them, to be honest, but I did evolve almost every single one of my Beldums into them so that I could trade them to people if they wanted it. So tons of shiny Metagrosses in my collection, tons of just Metagrosses in general. I do hope it comes back, though, because recently I, uh, and by recently, this was like last year, but this was after December. Well, so technically this year, whatever. Anyways, I got a <laughs> shiny Beldum, a random wild one, and it's a zero zero zero, Ooh, and I want that kind. to have Meteor Mash so badly. Oh, that's awesome! Right, this is the worst possible shiny Metagross with Meteor you mean Mash. The best, exactly. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I really want to do that. So hopefully it comes back for that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm, I'm also really hoping that there's a world tour of, of of Community Day moves sort of thing for December Community Days this year, like there was last year. But in general, I think having a, a couple of Meteor Mash couple of meteor mash metagross on hand has been incredibly useful for me i like when i was figuring out rocket stops i just threw that thing in and it was able to kill anything just about like it's always a good option when you have no idea what else to use 
against uh, unless it, of course it's like a fire type or whatever but yeah don't do that that don't do that <laughs> that's basic and you just throw your kyogre in and you're fine who cares like, whatever <laughs> but yeah anything else a meteor mash metagross no keep an eye out for them in the december community day also as that gets closer we'll talk about a couple other ones that you should keep your eye out for in that time frame all right so it's time for the poke lore but it's going to be a brief version of poke lore but a bunch of those thrown together i have amassed a handful there's eight of like spooky pokedex entries because this is our halloween show wow uh, you thought trivia was scary <laughs> no we're gonna do some pokedex entries as well uh okay so we're gonna take turns going through these because there's eight of them and nobody wants to hear me talk for that long so uh i'll start off and then i'll hand it off to kyle and then jt and then we'll we'll cycle back i'm just gonna warn you now i am a bad reader but this is good <laughs> this will be fun <laughs> all righty <laughs> so for yamask that's the first one because that's it's a pokemon that we was released it was released like a couple of weeks ago with the halloween event and we didn't cover it in pokalore on purpose because we wanted to save it for this episode yamask and its evolution coveries have amazing entries yamask is a shadow-like pokemon holding a mask that has a face from its time as a human. So it was a human at one point in time. It has two shadowy tendril-like arms and large red eyes. It also has a small tail-like appendage that holds the mask. Due to it being a human long ago, it has memories of being a human. If someone wears the mask Yamask carries, they will become possessed by the Yamask in question. Sometimes it looks at this mask and cries, apparently in longing. Yamask is known to wander the ruins of ancient civilizations. Oh, no. Pouring out for Yamask. Yamask. But also, like, yikes. Can you imagine being a Pokemon and having a memory of being a human being? And what if your mask is really ugly? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're looking like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. (laughs) How did I live like this? (laughs) I think one of my favorite things is that some people have noticed there's the special there's the field research for defeat a team rocket go grunt and it rewards a yamask and oh. a yamask is, is made when a, a human dies so i just thought that was a, a nice uh Ooh. touch so great poke murder look at that little guy over there he's just sleeping it's fine <laughs> <laughs> next up is coffagrigus the coffin pokemon <laughs> not that coffin oh okay <laughs> Cophagrigus is a blue and yellow sarcophagus with red menacing eyes and four ebony hands that appear to be shadows. A simple, simple designed face is prominent on the forehead of the Pokemon. Its real face is covered up by parts that slide out of the way when it is active. White sharp fangs create a taunting smile and flamboyant patterns veil the coffin. The coffin is said to be made of gold. Ancient legends once told Cophagrigus could eat nearby humans and turn their lifeless bodies into mummies. It lives in tombs and runes. <laughs> Which begs the question, where is the mummy Pokemon? We are the mummy Pokemon. <laughs> like, how, I'm surprised oh, we've no, gone no, this no, long. No. Dus, no. Dusclops. Dusclops is kind of like a mummy. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. But like, he's... Uh, Actually, a dark, bl- he's a black hole. It's a weird hole. Cyclops mummy. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a black he's hole. A with, uh, I don't know. Pokemon Company, there's your opening. Go. Yeah, fill, fill that menacing. <laughs> the time is now. Yeah, fill that menacing plot hole with a positive mummy Pokemon or something. I don't know. Haunter, the gas Pokemon. Haunter hides in very dark places, such as caves, and is afraid of light. 
If a human or Pokemon comes near Haunter, it will stalk the victim while floating and beckon it to come closer. Once approached, it will then lick the victim with its gaseous tongue, inflicting convulsions in the victim that last until death. Oh! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So okay. I, is this a is this confirmation then that Ash is dead in the in the Pokemon TV yeah, show? Yeah, and his Charmander yeah. and like yeah. tons of he in that episode he actually dies. He's a ghost outside of yeah, his Isn't body. Misty dead too? Yeah, yeah. Misty's dead yeah. and they're like ghosts in that in that episode for a long time until like Haunter puts their souls back in or whatever. I have no clue. I mean, if we're going to go if we're going to go really deep into this, you could also think about uh, the whole theory that Ash is actually unconscious after the lightning bolt that him exactly, in the that's very what I'm first saying. episode. And this that is all a dream. But that is a, a terrifying Pokemon. Convulsions in the, that last until death. Yikeroo. Do you think you get used to that, though? Just like after a while, just and it's like, what's that? I was like, just, oh, just a haunter licked me. Don't worry yeah, about he, it. Yeah, you know, a haunter licked <laughs> me like 35 years ago, but I haven't died yet. It's all good. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Just keep shaking, just convulsing, yeah, just foaming at the mouth. <laughs> All right, so uh, more of a classic Halloween uh, Pokemon here, Crobat, the bat Pokemon. Crobat is capable of flying long distances by alternating between its two sets of wings. The extra set of wings has also improved its flight speed without sacrificing its ability to fly silently. The combination of silent flight and sharp fangs allow it to bite down on prey without being noticed and drain their blood. So I was reading this ahead of you because I was I like was reading faster in my head and I thought it said without being noticed while draining their blood. And I'm like, who's not noticing a giant like five foot tall bat drinking their blood? Probably at that point in time, they're probably passing out from the lack of blood. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Yeah, Crobat's great. I love Crobat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody showed me their shiny one today, and I was like, oh, my God, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Ariados, the long-leg Pokemon. Ariados makes its nest in the depths of temperate and tropical forests and leaves after dark to hunt prey. While Ariados wanders in search of prey, it spins a single thread from its rear that leads back to its nest. When prey is captured, it is wrapped in thread and then attacked by fangs. Ariados then drinks the victim's bodily fluids at leisure. Sometimes it will instead release prey with only a single thread attached. This thread is then followed to both the caught prey and its friends. <laughs> I like it starts out just so, so okay. Like, yeah, no, it just like it leaves its own trail back to its nest. So it doesn't want to get lost. Oh, but then it like leads a tr- attaches a single thread so that he can use it as bait. Run along like, now. Oh. Show me where your family sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Everything will be okay. I want to meet your family, too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I know Fanthump, so this is going to be a sad one. Fanthump, the stump Pokemon. Fanthump is a ghostly Pokemon possessing a tree stump. Its black body is wispy and nubby, with nubby arms. Covering its head is a small brown tree stump with a heavy branch on each side. Its red eyes are visible through two holes on the stump, and its mouth appears on the stump itself. There are two small green leaves near the tip of each branch. Brewing these leaves can create a curative liquid. Phanthup is created when a spirit possesses a tree stump. It is said that the spirit of that of a child who became lost in the forest oh. and died. Oh. <laughs> this Pokemon's cries sound like the voice of a child or eerie screams. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
people have become lost following the voice, but Phantom is attempting to make friends. Well, I guess that's sweet. That's Aww. yeah, that's sweet. It's a little bit, a little sad, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why they. It's gotta just be dead kids, I, I guess. What happened to yeah, the adults? Yeah, you notice they're. Yeah, well, we don't care about them. <laughs> Those are the. Youngest. I'm gonna be honest with you though. There's a lot of dead kids now. If you think about, like, yeah. uh, what's a Drifloon? Drif- wow. Does the yeah. same thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Drifloon, I read Drifloon's Pokedex entry the other day because Drifloon actually can carry like adults up, but mm. instead of saying adults, it says grown-ups in its Poke- uh, Pokedex entry, and that was just the funniest thing to me because. It's just, it says grown-ups. It's so very clearly a kid either writing or reading in. It's right, right. right. Um, the next one is Gorgeist, the pumpkin Pokemon. I took a look at Pumpkaboos as a potential uh, addition to this list, and it's just not that scary. Uh, but Gorgeist is the evolved form of Pumpkaboo, and uh, what Gorgeist looks like is it looks like a gourd with like a jack-o'-lantern face, and it's got like long like hair tendrils for arms and stuff, just so you have a little a bit of a visual. On the night of a new moon, Gorgeist wanders town streets while singing an eerie song. Those who hear its song are cursed. It is also known to sing joyfully while observing prey it has entangled in its arms. Struggle. Hang on, though. What am I cursed with? They don't say. I don't know. I think it's Cur- that thing that cuts its, its health in half and does damage over time, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, because like, the curse could be anything. Mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. know. You should uh, you should take us home here with, with the classic. Drowsy, the hypnosis Pokemon. <gasps> Drowsy is able to put people to sleep and can then sense the person's dreams. This is so it knows what kind of dream it would be eating. It has certain preferences for the dreams it eats, and it is known to love fun dreams and become ill from bad dreams. It will rarely eat the dreams of adults, as the dreams of children are seemingly tastier. Seemingly. True. Can we not get one on record to confirm one way or the other? I don't know. Drowsy remembers every dream it has eaten and may show past meals to a person it trusts. It eats dreams through the person's nose. So it is said that Drowsy is standing over a person's pillow if their nose itches while they are sleeping. With like it's a little like trunk, you know, just like. Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you think that sounds like when it's sucking somebody's dreams out their nose? I feel like there's definitely like a wispy, a wispy noise going yeah? on. Yeah, it's not yeah. like a. Like a silent slurping. Like, like somebody no, just like it's... like trying to like suck out the like a bottom of a cup out of a straw. No. You know? Right. Yeah. Just, or just... But they're in the middle of the movie theater, <laughs> so they're not trying to suck too hard. They're just like. <laughs> and then stir the ice a little bit. <laughs> Unless the, the Rousey's in a rush, then it's just more like, you know, just like uh, <laughs> in and out. Just. <laughs> It's awful. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that is a fun one, though. You can imagine some of the dreams that things eat. And it's like, you should see this, man. I mean, but like, oh, it's, my God. <laughs> it's simultaneously awful and wholesome at the same time. Like, it eats people's right. dreams. So, like, is the person losing the dream and only experiences bad ones? But it can then share the good dreams with any with somebody whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there seems to be, yes, a silver line to the drowsy one. But, like, you know. Haunter just sounds like a murderer. There were a couple of Pokemon I didn't add, uh, but we're all, almost made the cut. Gorobis, the split evolution for Clamp Pearl, it like will stick its beak in like people like under the skin and suck out the fluids of a of a like a victim really quick. 
Um, and then the, the Cadabra one, it's kind of weird because there's one particular story in one of the games that talks about how like the first Cadabra was like a psychic talented kid that like, woke up one day and it yeah. realized it was a Cadabra. And I was reading this article online today because I was trying to find like a push in the right direction. And it was like, that means one, either like Abra are like kids that also turn into Pokemon that weren't as nearly gifted. Um, and then like two evolving into a middle evolution is just so strange because it has all these implications right like turning into that pokemon i think i i love that kind of lore in pokemon because it's so bizarre like they troubling give these, <laughs> they give these incredibly detailed like histories of this pokemon like golurk and his pre-evolution this pre-evolution said it was designed with this energy source that's been burning for thousands of years but it's probably going to run out soon but then it evolves. So it's like, yeah. well, which is it? Was it designed or is it going to evolve? I don't know. Like, who knows what's <laughs> right. happening here? And it's a ghost. So, like, I don't know. They were they were designed. Did they trap somebody's dead spirit in there? Like, is yeah, we that don't know. what the we energy, don't know what energy source is? Is the energy source? Is. It might be its life. Right. It's life. But then it evolves. Like, they have these yeah. so many intricate Pokemon, like, deck sensory and lore are great for standalone. And then they evolve. And you're like everything does nothing makes any sense anymore. it's <laughs> it's nuts so. yeah, but there's also like this isn't a spooky one but if you ever uh do macargos like the temperature they give you for how hot this thing's skin is <laughs> is literally hotter than the surface of the sun yeah. <laughs> so like i'm like so you shouldn't be on this planet because it's burning everything else. Like, right. Yeah, it's you, just cleansing you, well, that's, the earth. That's yeah. also the, you know, the five-year-olds writing the, the decks entries. Like Machamp punching exactly. punching a thousand times in a second or Alakazam <laughs> having and a 5,000 And it was super fast IQ. and super strong. <laughs> that's my key. That would he, does, like a, he does. He like does. Check out his decks entry. No, I remember we, yeah. we did it a couple yeah. episodes ago. We just yeah. started laughing. It's like, what? who wrote this? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, th thanks if you guys, if, dear listener, if you're still here, if we didn't scare you away with those spooky dex entries. Spooky. Uh, if we left out your favorite, first of all, I don't care. Secondly, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry if we left out the one that's your favorite. Send us an email and, and let me know wh why I did everybody a disservice by not sharing your very spe special, specific Pokemon. I tried to keep it to things that were kind of relevant uh, the only exception being Gorgeist and Phantom just because they were so good, you know, so uh, maybe if you guys send in some suggestions, we can use them for next year. There's going to be a Halloween next year. Can confirm that uh, we will have a Halloween next year for sure. Uh, <laughs> so let's do the Pokepole. So last week's question was without knowing too much about Go Battle League, how interested are you? What sort of rewards would entice you to really dig in? JT, do you want to throw an answer in before we read everybody else's? So the whole like I, I, I read it a little bit that I was, obviously wasn't much there. But I mean, seeing that it seems to be tied with walking or if you like find a way to cheat that, you know, I, I, I learned about something recently that some people are using to like walk eggs, but they don't have to like like it's this weird rocker thing. So like I feel like this is an exploit already, which sucks, but it sounds cool. I'm interested in it. I mean, I would like to see if it's similar to Sylph or if they've done something completely different, mm -hmm. but it seems kind of fun, and I'm going to try it when it comes out. Okay, what sort of rewards do you think it would, would entice you? 
Oh, they would have to give something really good there. I don't know. Maybe Unova Stones, obviously, yeah. would be good for the beginning. Though over time, they're going to just be like the Sinnoh Stone, where you're just like, oh, great, another one. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I know that this is diving into the store, and obviously this would not really happen too much, but, like, maybe a single-use incubator. Or, like, if you're really doing well, you should be rewarded with something kind of cool like that. Just my opinion. Absolutely, yeah. So Pidgey Grabber wrote in and said, charge TMs and real Stardust, you know, as opposed to fake Stardust. But he said, you know, <laughs> five or 10,000, similar to the current 50K Adventure Sync rewards. Yeah, charge TMs is definitely good because that's part of the uh, the item sync that you got to do yeah. in order to do PvP. Yeah, DeFi E in the Discord was just like charge TMs, just all, all just, the charge. Give me charge TMs. Just I mean, it's relevant to, to PvP. TMs are very relevant to PvP, and there's no real good way to farm them. So doing this and getting more charge TMs out of it seems like a good way to go. But Victor said, this sounds like an awesome idea. I would like to have the chance to get lucky eggs or special lures when you finish a tournament and maybe have, like in other Pokemon games, get some after each loss. That way that could be implemented is that the losing trainer loses some coins, and if they have unspent coins, they should come from that balance, and then the winner gets coins. So, like, each player kind of is trading currency to, like, climb in a ladder, basically. Right, right. Yeah. I could see that. That'd be an interesting way to, to deal with the whole coin thing. I'm not mm -hmm. sure people would take kindly to losing some coins. Uh, it would probably have to, you'd have to probably have a buy-in that would come from that buy-in. I think maybe if it wasn't, it's not poker coins. Maybe if it's, you know, PVP coins. PVP and then there's coins. a PVP yeah. shop where you can buy only like one lucky egg at a time or one incubator at a time. A lot of other phone PVP games do that. So that, yeah. that could be a thing. Maxitron wrote in, I already love PVP, but more dust would be very nice. I think a Pokemon encounter, depending on your tier and which league you exceeded in, would be cool. Great League offering starters with community day moves, Ultra League offering pseudo slash non-starter community moves, and Master League offering legendaries, maybe with a signature move. A community day or signature move TM would also be nice, since I'm petrified of my Max Groudon and Kyogre becoming obsolete with the eventual release of Precipice Blades and Origin Pulse as catch-only moves. Like, that would be great to add, but it would also be really bad to put it behind PvP. Yeah, I so. think so, yeah. Julie said, I'm not really interested in PvP, and especially not with people I don't know. So to get me to participate in this would take a lot, like another permanent incubator a lot. <laughs> it would have to be something that actually improves my gameplay experience, not just a cosmetic reward. And the thing is, there are going to be a lot of people with this stance. There, there are definitely a lot of people with this stance. So, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, like they don't really have to adhere to they being Niantic don't really have to adhere to everybody's wishes on this because oh, PvP is either going to be for you or not. I, I hope that they get that that's the sort of thing that would really enthuse people. But oh, for say? sure. I'm just saying that, like, this is not I don't think this is an uncommon opinion. There's a lot of people who are probably like, uh, -uh nope, I don't even care. It's cool that it's, it's nope. Give me something. Otherwise, that is a headache for me. Doesn't exactly. mean they're going to. Just. I can see that. Julia says, I'm intrigued by the fact that I can play with people online, possibly making some new friends. Maybe I'll get the battle with you guys. For sure. You hear that, Niantic? Remove the ultra friend requirement, please. Yeah, that would be really great. Yeah. I mean, even if it was Honestly, just good friends. They, yeah, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Great friends. 
Yeah, no, honestly, I think The Great Friends is a perfectly acceptable one for that, because, like, 30 days for remote PvP, and what do you really get for that? Nothing. Like, nothing. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, it's, right. I definitely yeah. feel like that's something that Niantic could just step in and say, yeah, hey, yeah, we flipped the Switch. Enjoy, guys. So many <laughs> more people would actually get to experiment with PvP. Right. So, I hope they do that with the release of this. 100%. Splintaris wrote in and said... I haven't attempted any kind of ranked PvP since World of Warcraft Mists of Pandaria. For those of you who don't know, I believe that was five years ago now. I think that was longer than that. No, 2014? Six years ago? Keep going, I'm going to fact check. (laughs) Which was also my first real attempt at PvP, and I had a great team to teach me. But I've loved Pokemon since I was 10, and I got majorly hyped at the announcement. So I think it's time to dust off the old proverbial boxing gloves and reignite the fire. Any rewards or a bonus to the adrenaline? The answer is September 25th, 2012. September 25th, 2012. Seven years. Okay. Long Mm -hmm. time ago. But, you know, and then there's going to be people like this, which is great, who just are going to use it as an excuse to get into PvP. Absolutely. So both sides of the coins, for sure. I'm going to get the name wrong. Mahalo, so I'm, I'm I'm still going to get the name wrong, so but I apologize Mahalo, and do my best. Mahalo. Mahalo High said, speaking from my odd perspective of a level 36 who's only played for seven months, I will try it. I've been learning as I go along, and I haven't done PvP battles yet, because compared to other players, I've I'm literally out of my league. My first experience with anything like it was the Team Rocket battles. Then I started doing a trainer battle every day to get the Sinnoh Stones. I hope this will open up PvP to players like me so we can gain battle experience and move up from there. There is probably a large player base who has dabbled in PvP and would do more with this less intimidating and awkward way of getting into it. I agree completely. As somebody who like has like I don't have I don't have bad social anxiety because I'm I'm able to socialize, but I definitely have some. So the idea of going out to like a random location for a self arena tournament that definitely freaks me out or intimidates me a little bit so hopefully this works the same way for other people like me but also pvp it looks a lot more intimidating than it is is what i want to say having taken part in a few tournaments now you might think you're out of your league but everybody's got very similar pokemon if you've been playing enough i will say right right and it's 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 there's there's a lot more strategy to it than you would think rather than just oh my pokemon does not have the perfect pvp ivs i lose i would agree 100 percent. yeah but one thing i would say though is that for for this to to be in a situation where i think it would be really conducive to inviting new players in i think them having a sort of whatever their ranked format is that's something that's limiting like sylph does a really good job of doing that right now giving you guidelines if it's just open tournaments and have added or whatever that's going to be so overwhelming for everybody because on one hand though it's cool because you can bring whatever you want and see how it goes and you could experiment but at the same time like without having some sort of methodology for it that strategy element that we're we were heralding doesn't really play in as much as yeah you'd want well it, to. it will it still does it just it's only going to narrow down to the few broken ones the ones that are overpowering in pvp stuff mm-hmm. like bastiodon that can be level to level 40 Medicine. stuff like azumaro yeah. and the worst part sneasel yeah. or not sneasel sorry um, what, what am i trying to say uh, Metacham, yeah, all of those like they're really obnoxious because it's also you know three hundred thousand starters investment 
mm-hmm. and this is supposed to be entry level and everyone's going to be going in and facing that kind of stuff in an open format, it's going to yeah. feel really bad for some people. Right. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like um, when GoFest had their PvP arenas, you saw the people getting the medals that knew what they were doing, and then the people who had no idea what they were doing were getting just crushed. And I felt so bad for some of them, like, because I faced some of them. <laughs> and, like, and, like, they would throw these things out, and I'm just like, oh, that was an interesting choice. But then I realized that they haven't thought about it, or, you know, were just like, oh, this is a PvP thing, let's try it out. And then they got beat, yeah. and they weren't overly happy, and I was like... I wasn't happy that I gave them that experience because <laughs> there's not much I can do in that situation. Right, right. And that's kind of what it's going to be like for a lot of people in the beginning is they're going to go in and go, yo, my favorite Pokemon is this. Let's go. And it's going to get smashed Someone's going to bring that Gengar into Great League and it's going to get literally two shot by a quick move. And they're going to be like, <laughs> right. what do I do? And all while just going to bite <laughs> right. it once and it's going to flop yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you know. So this week's PokePole, we touched on a little bit earlier. Do you feel that the 100-kilometer distance reward is enough? What would you add if you feel that it falls short? Okay, we talked about this a little bit at the top of the show, and I wanted to nix that conversation to save it for right now. Uh, JT did get in to start you know, sharing some of his thoughts on it, but go to town. What, what would ha- is, is this reward enough as somebody that consistently walks and hits this, this threshold? I mean, it might be easier for you to be like, yeah, anything is good. I'm already going to be walking that distance. But you also know how much effort it takes to, to reach that. Like, what do you think is worth that tier? So again, like, yeah, since I walk that much pretty much every time, I would say like the dust is nice, but this is hard to do, as Kyle mentioned, I believe it's, you said it was like nine miles a day, yeah. possibly. And like, yeah, it's not easy. I mean, I've over the multiple years that this game has been out, I've been able to build myself to the point where I can just do that with no, with not many problems, though occasionally those blisters really suck. Sure, but, yeah. You know, like, it's a lot of work, and then it's just like, hey... There's a little bit extra dust, buddy. It's just like, maybe just like throw something a little extra. Like this is an achievement that you might not hit every single time if ever. But if they throw something really good in there, it'll really drive people to do it. Like, you know, and it's kind of like what Niantic's thing is like, get up and go. But you got to give us the reward to want to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, Kyle, what, what reward in particular do you think? I think it needs to be a lot more Stardust. Like... The 50,000 that we got for that one event was fantastic. It actually felt like I was being rewarded when I opened up my phone on, right. on Monday morning. I got up early, like, because I normally get up at nine. So I got up a half an hour early just to use a star piece. And like 10,000, like, I don't even notice it for the most part. Like, sure, it adds up. But when you consider the amount of time you've spent playing the game in the week just to get 100 kilometers, or if you have a job that requires walking like a mailman, you are going to get it passively. But it would have to be, you know, 50, 75,000 Stardust, but also have an in-between between 50 and 100 as well. Like in 75? Yeah, make, like make a 75 yeah. just so that somebody who hits like the 90 in a week doesn't just you know, feel let down on Monday morning. One thing I will say is uh, you you started talking about the amount of play you have to do in order to get to that point, right? 
the amount of stardust that you're generating from just passively catching and stuff for a hundred kilometers worth of distance of gameplay is that 10,000 is a pittance in comparison. Yes. Like a yes, hundred thousand is, right. is impressive in a physical level, but also the amount of time that it takes you as an investment to do that. Like you're already playing a lot. Like the, those sort of and, players don't care about 10 K stardust really. and forget about catching your hatching eggs. Even if you only use the base incubator for a hundred kilometers, you're still hatching a ton of eggs. And that stardust is going to be more significant to you in that week than anything else. Right. If, if you just did two Ks, it would be 52 Ks and you get like, you know, 800 to 1200 per egg without a star yep. piece. And so like that's already and, 50 K stardust right there on average. And God forbid you you're running nine super incubators all week. You uh-huh. Know, you could. I mean, spend right. money, which occasionally does. Yeah. Happen. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the event. But yeah. And that's that's another thing, too. Yeah. Like the amount of incubators you're probably doing because during that time like i would think you would throw that in as a reward it doesn't have to be a super but just like one incubator like you did it here hatch three things whatever like right yeah all right well dear listener if you have an answer to the question do you feel that the 100 kilometer distance reward is enough what would you add if you feel like it falls short you can Answer the question we post on on social media, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. Or if you're in our Discord, you can also answer there. We'll talk about Patreon at the end of the show. That's how you get into that Discord. But you can also just simply send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. Email. Emails. Yeah. Ah, all right. You can't hear jazz hands. That's, that's not good. All right. So uh, <laughs> this first email is from Hi Casper. Hi, Chris and Kyle and JT. I loved hearing all the collaborations this week. It doesn't say that. No, it doesn't say that, <laughs> but I, I, throw it, I throw it in there. Uh, <laughs> I loved hearing all the collaborations this week. It's always great when some of my favorite podcasters uh, get together, and it was hilarious hearing Chris go non-PG for a bit. It was fun. <laughs> it was nice to spread my wings a little bit, yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell you about my version of goal setting and report in on the Halloween event because I've had two amazing shiny catches. I said quote retroactive goals quote for myself which means i never set goals up front in a week but i do record everything positive and significant that's happened in the game each week things like shiny or dex entry catches 100 percent, and what pokemon i've maxed out or gotten ready for pvp i like to do goals this way because it still gives me motivation to get out and go so that i have something to record at the end of the week but i don't have to stress out about any specific goal I like this. I prefer I like the this stress. I, I like the anxiety that I get to inflict on my, my co-host uh, every single week. So don't don't take that from me. Uh, <laughs> uh, this week, I've recorded two shiny catches and logged Pokedex entries of Golette, Golurk, and Lampent. I caught a shiny Shuppet at a Renaissance Festival and a Ghastly at a Bird Sanctuary. So I named them Rennie and Bird. Bird. That's Bird. good. That makes me feel. I like it that. Is the word. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Both were my first for their evolution lines and were the only two ghost evolution lines whose shinies I was missing. Rennie and Bird oh. are now my most special little blue girls. Good luck in the remainder of the Halloween event. Hi, Casper. What do you guys think about retroactive goals? I know you said yay. What 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 sort of what would your uh, what would your retroactive goals look like for this past week of of not hitting any uh, goals, Kyle? The the luckies for sure that I got for my ghost uh, collection. But other than that, 
I don't. I'm gonna have to double check and get back to you in like two seconds. Okay. Anything actually happened? JT, if you had to say one highlight for your past week, and that's that was like a goal format. What what happened? I guess the highlight would have been like one of the shinies that I always wanted but didn't specifically hunt for. If that makes any sense, I, I don't know if that counts. That no, wait, sure. yeah, does. like the shi- yeah. the shinies, the shiny centred I got was literally out of nowhere, and I did not expect it. Like, and it was not on my radar really. It was just like, oh hey, a centred, and I clicked on it. So I guess that's like one of those things for me. It was like, oh, well, that's nice. That's helpful. Shiny sh- a centred is just such a good shiny. It's oh my god, yeah. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. <laughs> Uh, I did get enough candy for a chandelure this week. No Unova Stone yet, but uh-huh. my first Unova Stone is going to be from this colossal discovery. Yeah, it is. So, it sure is. <laughs> I mean, I got one more chance. I got one more chance in two days before then. So Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, wait, in two days? It's going to be my, on so my, my weekly. No, my weekly research is ready in two days. Yeah, but the mm-hmm. but the month is over in two days. You're going to have it on the oh. 31st, the last day. So here's my question. Are you going for the Eevee or are you going to wait? <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm probably going to wait. <laughs> we will see what happens. Uh, the, my I suppose my retroactive goal would be that this past week for the fifth, six, sixth, I don't remember what breakthrough that is. I got my Unova Stone, but luckily I did not get a shiny flower crown Eevee. I didn't want it anyway. Uh-huh. but no what's sure. nice sure. what's nice about what's nice about not getting the shiny eevee is that it has solidified my grumpy old man position on this entire thing i get i'm justified in being angry at this for the rest of my life and i will not Me shut too. up about it yeah <laughs> jt did you get any shiny eevees i got one <sighs> from the from the the breakthrough yeah. oh my god uh-huh. shiny happy i have four Eevee. in total but yeah, oh my but like gosh. still i mean that's that's all right do you have yeah. the shiny pikachu though did you get yeah, that one I from go fest uh no so i got the first one when they first released for Ooh, those two days right i got it on a live stream which was awesome nice and as well as i incensed an eevee but then my second one was actually i think it was actually japan maybe i'm wrong i don't oh, remember okay wowza okay well nice uh, Good times. Good times. I, I'm glad you get to walk away happy from from <laughs> this period of time. Eight weeks. So if yeah, if I am like completely honest with you though, like I probably pushed myself a little too hard when they first got released. Like I was doing overnights at work and then would go out at eight AM for another five hours. Oh man. That was really dumb of oh, me. Oh man. Yeah, but it paid off. Yeah, you got the shinies to to show for it, and that's excellent trading fodder, that one in particular, so I ain't trading those. Those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. All right. Uh, we got another email here. This second one is from Trent. Given that we're nearly three community days away from Ralt's day, as in, in the past, that, that got me earlier today. Uh, I personally can't help but wonder if the feedback given to Niantic post Ralt's day was a bit of an overreaction. While I understood that some found disappointment in hatching nothing but Ralts from the guaranteed 10k eggs, it opened the doors for some players to get great IV Ralts and a chance at a good IV shiny, too. Couldn't find enough time to play but had egg space? Still had a good chance of getting a good Pokemon thanks to the eggs. Meanwhile, Turtwig Day and Trapinch Day claimed boosted rates in their respective egg pools, but personally, I hatched everything but those respective Pokemon. So my question to you, dear hosts and dear guest, do you see this experimentation? 
that's actually written in. It wasn't me. I'm not clever like that. As something worth continuing in its current state, or are there tweaks you'd like Niantic to consider trying? P.S. Let's also be honest with ourselves. None of us would have hashed a gibble from that egg hash bone is going on. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. So the, the question is, uh, do you see this experimentation with the way that community day bonuses work and stuff like that? Um, do you think it's it's cool that they're doing this sort of stuff and should they continue messing with it? Or is there a specific rendition of this that worked out so well that you feel that they should revert back to? So, for example, like uh, Ralts and 10K eggs, right, uh, for, for that day, and they recently started putting like raids would hatch the whatever the community Pokemon is, stuff like that. So I absolutely loved that. So for Ralts Community Day, I thought that was fantastic when it was nothing but 10K eggs and every single one of them was a Ralts. I loved that. And I liked the fact that there were raids of them like this is Community Day. If anything, I don't want to see anything else but the Community Day Pokemon. Maybe, you know, with little things here and there, sure. but like, that's just my mindset on it is like, this is this Pokemon's day for three hours. Let them have as much. And that's but that's my personal opinion on it. It's like, I want them to keep doing that. And I don't want to think, oh, I'm going to be able to patch a shiny trap inch. And then I don't, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but it, like or not a trap inch at all. Like, it's fine if I don't hatch a shiny one because that's just RNG. But if I get a 5k egg and i'm like oh my god i can't wait to hatch all these trap inches maybe i'll get a good one and then i get something else i'm gonna be like oh why did i do that kyle reaction i'm glad that you're here jt because i have a very uh different reaction to this and i'm gonna say no i don't like it i don't want to see it continued and i will preface this by saying i haven't hatched eggs since ralt's day I haven't bought a box. Uh, I think yeah. I bought one with free to play coins and was disappointed with the inky with the eggs. And I just, I'm just I can't do it. And so I haven't hatched eggs. And to me, it's not so bad when the Pokemon is in five and two K eggs, like because those are already really low value in general. But 10 K eggs have a very high perceived value. Their value is perceived because they're the rarest. They're the longest to hatch. And they have several very desirable Pokemon. It's, it's really just like two right now, but mm -hmm. still. <laughs> yeah. So it's more insulting to me when it happens like it did for Ralts Day, especially because the Ralts Community Day was quarter hatch distance. So you were excited to hatch eggs only to just get more Ralts. The raids, I think, are a waste of time. Because oh, uh, in in the time that you can do that raid, you can go catch a hundred walls. I'm exaggerating, so obviously, but my my one argument here, and this is kind of going back to something we might not want to talk about, but the ever since the spawn change up or whatever happened, I will say that during Trap Inch Day specifically for me personally, I was running into clusters of things that were not Trap Inch at all. Like, I went into a cluster of 10 Pokemon, not one of them was a Trap Inch. I don't want to spend a raid pass to get a Trap Inch on Trap Inch Community Day, but with that extra option, I kind of felt like I had to at sometimes. And, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into that, but, you know. I'm just, I think, in terms of this raid argument, every raid that hatches during Community Day should be a 5-star raid. I know that might be a hot take, but Community Day is sometimes the only time 
a lot of people who play this game are around enough people to do a legendary raid. So, you know, that's that's fair. What if what if we combined the two? Right. So instead of Ralts being in 10k eggs, every raid is five stars, but it's still a Ralts. <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything. That sounds like everything has gotten worse. It's wow. not a new invention of, of disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those who really, really want the experience. But like, obviously, it doesn't have to be a raid hour where every single gym pops an egg for three hours. But, but like, I don't see if why an egg not. That every single one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I could see that. I just that would be so much more interesting for spending time at a park that has like five gyms. You see one raid in three hours and it was a trappage. They're like, well, OK. Yeah. I actually really liked having those raids pop up and stuff like that. And well, for one reason, because I was trying to get as many raids done as possible this summer in a short amount of time. <laughs> but also, yeah. also, I really love raiding. And I don't mind one and two stars. Like this summer has given me a new appreciation for one and two stars because they're ones that you could solo. And I just liked doing them. It kind of broke up the monotony of just walking and, you know, catching. Okay, trying to check this. Okay, catch oh, this. For okay. Sure. You know, like having something else to do. It, it, and if you do a one star, um, the only bummer is the lobby. If they if we had oh, a ready God. button for the lobby or something like that to make it go quicker, you your your tune would change. It would be it's 20 seconds in out three hit that Ralts catch that bad boy. Good IV. Yes, it would. My yeah. response yeah. would change if I didn't have to spend yeah. five or six minutes just to do the raid. Right. Exactly. Basically. But that said. I like doing the raids, too. I'll do a one or two star raid, even if I don't need it, even if it doesn't mm -hmm. give me anything, just because yeah. it's it's fun to do. It's neat. Kind of diving into what I was saying with the whole spawn rework, yada, yada. I will say as well, though, I feel as if it's kind of been a push to get us to do more raids. I don't know. And also, like when it comes down to like this event right now, the Halloween events, those costume starters are only in raids. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they're kind of rare. I've been out there, like, I've done over a hundred of them because of I have a lot of people that I can raid with, yada yada, but a lot of the times when I'm walking, it seems like those raids are harder to hit. I don't know. Like, it's kind of kind of off topic a little bit, but... No, the shiny raids for those are pretty high, right? I, I would disagree. Allegedly. I would disagree. <laughs> I I heard it was like Absol and Mawile, and that was 1 in 70, but that's just That's what, what I'm starting... That's what I'm feeling, too. In the beginning, people are like, yeah, it's like a legendary 1 in 25. And honestly, I think people really blew that out of the water uh -huh. because I've done about 111 or so of these and I've gotten one shiny from them. It's kind of disheartening, too, because these are going away in two weeks or two days. In fact, mm -hmm. you know, like these should have had probably a little bit higher of a shiny rate because after two weeks, yeah, mask is still going to be around, but these aren't. That's yep. true, but uh, you know, Mimikyu Pikachu was in the wild, so that's that's cool. They kind of changed it up. Does a your bit. mask have a boosted right. shiny rate from this event? I don't believe it does. I don't either. I, I think it has. I don't really think it does. I've seen some people with them, but just, you know, I'm they're bitter. also kind of rare I'm, too. I'm bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's something I've personally felt about events in general. Is ever since the Ultra Unlock, or ever since the big kind of switch up happened, it feels as if some of these events aren't as exciting as the past ones sure that's just me though but like oh I, this halloween event sometimes i go out to clusters the ones that are left and there's no ghosts or dark types in them they're just pure normal spawns and that is kind of weird in my opinion like 
tell me the last couple Halloween events that they weren't cramming ghosts down your throat. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now these few events, including Trap Inch Community Day, going all the way back, it seems tad lackluster. Like, it seems like they've cut the event Pokemon down and put the normal spawns out there, when during these events, I'm thinking, those normal spawns can go away, they'll be back after the event. But that's my opinion on that. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that. I would say I've had a similar um, experience. I haven't had a chance to really go out and play play, which I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm hoping to get some time in the next couple of days before this event ends because I want at least one good ghost grind session. Right. But I'm I'm lucky to have a rather healthy spawn pool and the, the spawn change up didn't really affect this pool at my at my job. Uh, I'm, I'm also next to a Pokestop. I can't reach it from like my desk, but I could just walk out to a, a stop in a gym which is nice but um the spawn nice. pool is healthy like six or seven spawns and uh i've been seeing lots of ghosts but every once in a while like one or two of the waves will be like three bulbasaur and i'm like what what yes yeah what's right. going on right. i don't okay i don't know i'm like and i feel like they're trying something new you know with this whole like they've changed the spawns i just feel like they're trying something new but I personally am not a huge fan of what they're trying. Sure. I kind of, this is me, want it to go kind of back to what it was. You know, like, trying things is great, but ever since these past couple months, I've been kind of like, I'm not a huge fan of the direction that this is going in. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were saying, well, they being the collective internet, uh, the kind of consensus was that a lot of these old spawns are coming back uh in some places and some of the spawns are being readjusted and there was that really vague community note that came out like last week that was like hey we're trying stuff we're like cool what sort of stuff are you trying they're like okay what are you doing what what do you mean (laughs) yeah so uh i guess it's funny you mentioned that but i gotta go (laughs) (laughs) hey look at this what no never mind i'm joking um but uh, yeah anyway thanks for the the question trent it's really great question about experimentation for the uh all the stuff they're doing for community days i've never really thought to talk about it but it is definitely a hot topic issue um and great conversation thanks jt for your your unique perspective as it is especially with shiny hunting and all that good stuff okay that brings us to the end of the show um you can send us an email if you want to at mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also go to a contact us page we have on our website, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. And if you want to help support this show, uh, you can do so at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash gocastpodcast. And the minimal tier, $1. A month gets you access to our Patreon exclusive Discord where we do remote PvP battles and stuff. We just wrapped up, but we're about to wrap up. I think we have one pairing left we're waiting on uh, for Sinister Cup. And then, boy, we're full steam ahead to one open cup and then Ferocious Cup just a few days from now. Very excited. Um, Before we move on to goals and stuff, JT Valor, why don't you tell the good folks at home where they can find you and, and all that good stuff? All right, so if you want to find me, I'm on YouTube with JT Valor is the name. I get shinies on almost every single video, so that's what I do mostly. If you want to see a shiny Pokemon, come to me. I got you. Uh, I also have Twitter, Instagram, both are JT Valor, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, you guys should. I also have a Patreon page, but whatever. (laughs) So if people want to support you at Patreon, all the links, I'm assuming, are like all over your your social platforms, right? They can go take a look at that. Oh, yeah, they're going to be all over there. Okay, great. Uh, We'll definitely have links to all your stuff in the show notes and on the page and all that good stuff. Uh, So, dear listener, if you want to listen to JT and watch him get some shinies and all that good stuff, uh, you can find some links there. Okay, it's been a long show. 
But we got time. We always <laughs> make time for some goal setting, boys. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, Kyle, you want to go first? Oh, Set an example, just like oh. the, the, the quiz? Okay. No, I don't, but I'll go. Okay. Um, so, no idea what this colossal event is going to contain. So, Regigigas. Ooh, spoiler. Yeah, besides Regigigas, <laughs> what are we going to get besides Regigigas and 10 raid passes? Well, a special research. Yeah. And, so, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm going to be doing that. It's not really a goal. So, I'm just hoping that that goes well. And if there's anything special about it, if there's any unique spawns or fun spawns, I want to, I want to, get that succeed in that um, okay successful colossal discovery is that an easy enough thing for you I to write chris success with colossal discovery is what i had written down before you even said that that's why i was so laughing because go. it's just so incredibly generic yes but low, like low we budget, don't know we don't low, know any information low yet effort well you know what do do what i did last week and just be like look i know that one of these goals has to do with a slim chance of me getting you a nova stone but let's do it like i mean and then like you should just cheat you should just be like i want to do 10 raids yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so i'm gonna say three hundred thousand stardust as well because i'm okay. hoping that this event is conducive to a lot of stardust outside of just the random catching okay for any reason do you have a particular in addition to that for your last goal here or whatever maybe not last maybe you have a a laundry list of things you want to accomplish but Mm. do you have a ghost picked out you want to work on maxing this week uh i i do but let me find out now which one it was because i named them all hang on because it's gonna be a shiny and I think it's going to be shiny mischievous. A mischievous. going to be the first one. <laughs> All right. So mischievous. It's, I'm working on it. Mis- it's going to hurt. Mischievous. Sounds good. I'm excited for you to waste all of your stardust. I know, but you know what? It will be worth it. They just need to give me like a box that I can display all of my Pokemon in now. It's it's gonna, that's going to cost you fourteen eighty, my man. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do my goals really quick because JT's going to blow us out of the water with his impressive uh, shiny hunting goals this week, I'm sure. Um, I want to get at – okay, I'm going to carry over my two shiny ghosts, two shiny the event from last week that I didn't get. I want to do that this week. I've got a day and a half really to hunt, and let's let's do it. You got this. Three hundred thousand Stardust sounds like a good goal, especially if I'm going to try to also farm and during the event. I, I already know Kyle that I'm going to have a successful colossal discovery event because I'm a professional, and that's what we do. You know, I I do have a distinct memory, a distinct memory of about a year and a half ago. You said I know this because I'm a professional. In regards to Jim's giving field research. So <laughs> I just kind of say. <laughs> Not my fighter moment. Statement. And then your and then your girlfriend being like, look, you're wrong, bucko. And I was like, oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. That's really funny. I forgot all about that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Ever. And I think uh, so. A successful colo- oh, oh, what I was going to say is the only thing that could stop me from having a successful colossal event is if one of the tasks is change your team affiliation. I will not complete that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, that's not happening. That's not happening. Um, and I that's think, a yeah, lot of rebranding. I think two shinies. <laughs> do- <laughs> 
JT Valor strike through. I mean, mystic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and I think that's it. Two shinies, 300,000 Stardust. And yeah, I'll, I'll just put Reggie Gigas down because why not? Okay, JT, 58 shinies. I was actually going to say 57, so that's going to be a little harder. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> now, um, I'm going to say, let's... Again, it also depends, like, is this Regigigas event going to make shinies just super common, like a GoFest, or yeah. is this going to be a little... Yeah, who knows? So, I'm going to I'm gonna go down the safe, and I say safe because if it's really good, I'm going to blow past this, but if it's not great, then maybe I'm going to suffer a little. I'm going to say eight shinies. I want to get eight shinies. Okay. All right. Eight shinies. And a special little check mark there. I want to get a shiny Skarmory, because that's the new one that I'm most excited for. That's right. So if I get that, that's that extra little cherry, but that's like the little side goal on top of the main goal. Nice. And you're taking part in the ticketed event, right? Oh, yeah. I already bought my ticket sweet, and everything. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, got to give it a shot, you know. Right. Got to cover it. Exactly. If it's great, I'm excited. If it's bad, I'm never going to buy another pass. Content yeah. is content either way, right? So, hey. Exactly. It's going to be a great video full of shinies or me complaining for eight hours. The entire hours. time, yeah. <laughs> I would watch a video of you ready complaining for, the live stream. for eight hours. We do it for at least an hour every week, so. Clearly you haven't watched <laughs> the most recent videos of me going, man, these raids suck. <laughs> <laughs> How many of these Bulbasaurs? 60? Oh, cool. Not a shiny? Cool. <laughs> just a montage of me crying in the street. Just... <laughs> Oh, okay, God. misery is content for sure. Uh, anything else <laughs> you're looking for this week? I guess probably one of each of the Reggies for the collection. A shiny Reggie, clearly. Uh, other than that, no. Like, I think that's the big thing. Great. And this is going to be a rough event for me anyways, because I have an overnight shift the day before. So this oh, is going to be great. Well, going to be burning that midnight, <laughs> oh, midday, and mid-afternoon oil. You're just going to be burning all the oil. Yep. All the oils. Uh, every oil. Just we burned it all. See you later. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end of episode 69. We'll see you guys next week for episode 70. JT Valor, thank you so much for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. It's like you, it's like you just you just filled the third host slot. Just really easy peasy. It just it wasn't even a problem. Just showed up. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great hanging out. Can't wait to see it go fast. No, it was really fun hanging out with you guys. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys again. Like, I really liked, like, when I first met you at the Marie Pub, and you were just looking over at me, and you're like, <gasps> JT, Val! I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think I know you. <laughs> yeah. That and those raids out in the rain the next day, too. Oh, see, man. that was fun, too. Yeah. We were just like, "How's this is great, isn't it? And you're, like, covered in rain. <laughs> this is good. Oh, it's like 30 yeah. people in the street just raiding. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for joining. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week for episode 70. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.